What's happening, No Sweat podcast listeners? Fired up that you're with us today. And, uh, you know, this entire podcast really is driven to help encourage you to share the gospel with those who are far from God. And what we're doing for this series is a little bit different. We actually have some pastors on the line that we're interviewing who are really getting it done in the area of evangelism. And I'm excited to have someone here today from Sherwood Baptist Church, and that is Ken Bevel. And uh, Ken, just give a quick little shout out to our listeners right fast. Hey, good morning, everybody. Glad you guys are tuning in for, with us this morning. That's right. Well, listen, I, I know Ken is just doing a jam-up job, and I hear about you all the time. I haven't, or at least I can't remember, I don't think you and I have had the opportunity really to meet face-to-face, but... I'm uh-huh. trusting the Lord will open the doors for us soon, and uh, we'll have that. Absolutely. Happen. Well, listen, not everybody really knows your story, so take just a minute and kind of share a little bit of uh, how you came to faith in Jesus. And then let me add as well, share with our listeners kind of what your role is at Sherwood Baptist. Yeah. And first of all, thank you for having me on today, man. I'm just, I'm just excited about you know the Lord speaking to all of us about the area of evangelism, because I think... There is much, much ground to cover uh, for us as believers in getting the gospel out, and so thank you for having me. And uh, we can all just kind of work through this and walk through this together according to what Scripture says. And, and, and for me personally, uh, I've been here at Sherwood uh, for the last 10 years on staff and uh, been in Albany uh, for 13 years. And uh, I was in the Marine Corps for 20 years, so if there's any Marines out there listening, hoorah. All right. And I uh, was in the Marine Corps for 20 years and, and loved exactly, loved what I did, loved the, the environment, loved what the Lord had me doing. And uh, at around year 18, the Lord says, hey, it's time to transition. It's time to get out. And so I start praying about what next steps were. And so as that 20 years approached, um, a pastor talked to me and said, hey, you ever thought about ministry. And I said, absolutely. And so we started praying about it. And, and the Lord led me here to Sherwood. And, uh, and so when I came on staff at Sherwood, I, I was the uh, connections pastor, uh, major events. And so working major events, work facilities for a long time. But the job that I really got in and just really fell in love with is the job of local missions for our church. And uh, we have a, a facility called the Hope Center at the Coke plant, and uh, it's a 66,000-square-foot building right in the middle, smack dab in the middle of one of our poorest areas in Albany, and we do ministry out of there from disaster relief to uh, Bible studies to uh, helping prostitutes off the street and to just a lot of different ministry areas. And so, and I'm excited about what the Lord is doing down there, and uh, we're excited to be able to be the hand and feet of Jesus Christ for this city. Yeah, definitely. So let me ask you real quick, Ken, did you grow up in church? Yes, I grew up in church. Uh, grew up in a very uh, uh, charismatic background. My mom kept us in church. You know, uh, we you went go. to church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> and if that wasn't enough, Sunday, two, three times on Sunday. So it, it was good. And that, But as a child, I said, man, you know, uh, I didn't. I didn't really like it, so I rebelled as a child, mm. and uh, I joined the Marine Corps at 17 years old. And uh, a lot of people know that just because you leave an area, and uh, it doesn't mean that your mind changes. And so I was still the same person on the inside, and and I ended up getting into a whole lot of trouble, hanging around with a lot of the wrong people, and uh, almost got court-martialed in the Marine Corps. Wow. And uh, that time that I almost got court-martialed, I got on my knees and I said, if there is a God, I need your help. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't one of those pat prayers that we have that we say, God, if you could just get me out of trouble this time, I'll be okay. (laughs) Uh, I I was really serious about it, and the Lord changed my heart. And I met, and this is Levi, I was in a Walmart parking lot, 
and three guys walked up to me that were doing street evangelism in the Walmart parking lot. And they shared the gospel with me, and I received Jesus Christ. I don't know where those guys are right now, but if they're listening today, man, thank you so much for sharing the gospel with me Um, because it changed my life. And God changed my life uh, 180 degrees, and now the Lord has me on mission calling those same people that I used to hang and run with. So so it's a great thing. Unbelievable, man. Hey, tell me this. When you were in the Walmart parking lot, where was that? Was that in Albany? That was in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Okay, gotcha. On Western Boulevard. Gotcha. Man, that is awesome, bro. I love to hear that. Hey, tell me this. I know you're passionate about reaching people with the gospel. So my question is why? Like, what is it that really drives your passion to reach others? You know, you know, I, I've hung around a lot of people, and, I, and I've seen a lot of people do it. Matter of fact, when I was at my church in Memphis, they did a lot of street ministry. And, man, I was really pumped up about it. And, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I want to be honest with you, Levi. One day I got my clock cleaned by Jehovah's Witness. Uh-oh. And uh, I, was out, I was out, you know, doing what I thought was sharing the gospel, and, and it wasn't really sharing the gospel. It was inviting people to church. Mm. And uh, I had a Jehovah's Witness come up to me, man, and he just started spouting off scriptures and everything like that. And, and uh, man, I went home with my tail between my legs, and uh, I said, Lord, will you help me to learn your word? God, help me to be a man of truth, a man of honesty, not just to have a good conversation in the street, but, Lord, help me to learn and understand who you are so that I can be able to, to accurately articulate that. Wow. And so, man, I became a, a student of the word, and uh, allowing the word to penetrate me. And one of the scriptures that most just grabs my heart is just Acts chapter 8, where Philip is talking to the Ethiopian eunuch. Mm-hmm. That, is, that, is a, that is a prime example of evangelism. That's right. I wouldn't say street evangelism, but cart evangelism. That's right. In that, in that case, you know, he runs up to that chariot and says, hey, do you know what you're reading? He said, I don't unless somebody shows me. And from that point of scripture, he begins preaching Jesus unto him. And so I said, I want to be that guy right there. I, I want to be that guy that someone says, hey, I don't know what I'm reading, but I walk up to him and share him what the love of Jesus Christ means. That's what I'm talking about, man. I love that. That's a phenomenal story. Yeah. And I appreciate your transparency on getting your clock cleaned as well by Job's yeah. Witness. <laughs> yeah. I think if we yeah. were all honest at some point in time, we probably were in the same you know, vein getting our clocks cleaned. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. It reminded me yeah. of the story when the first church I ever pastored across the street was a Jehovah's Witness uh, hall. Yeah. And um, I was in seminary, and one of the things that I was asked to do was write a paper on a uh, false religion or interview yeah. a cult leader, <laughs> which wow. was kind of crazy. But I was like, you know what? This is my chance. So I remember literally yeah. going across the street and knocking on the door while there was cars there, and I, I, you know, this is how green I was. I said, I need to talk to whoever's yeah. in charge. <laughs> so anyway, they, they hooked me up with a guy, and I ended up having I don't know how many uh, appointments with this guy seeking to share the gospel yeah. with him, but it was just, just an amazing thing. But anyway, so I kind of digress there. So back to Ken. Ken's the man we're talking about. I don't know why I tried to point it back to me. But anyway, so, uh, hey, when you yeah. uh, think about reaching people, my question is, is there somebody in your past or maybe even now that helps fan the flame of evangelism in your life? Well, you know, looking back over my life, Levi, you know, the the guy, one of the guys that really fanned the flames was a guy named Kip Douglas in Memphis. And uh, 
Kip was at my church, and he was the pastor of evangelism, and Kip was like a major drug dealer in his previous life. And, uh, man, the way this guy would go out and share the gospel with people was just incredible. You look at the power of a transformed life to go from being a dope dealer to a hope dealer. You know, Come on. this guy was really just out sharing the gospel with all types of people in all types of places. And that really, really, really inspired me to want to be able to get out and do that. Not just to people that are poor, but the people that are wealthy, people think that I'm rich and I have no need of God. And so, man, he was just really able to do that very well. And that helped me a lot. And and now, you know, and now at this point, you know, I have a lot of people that I hang around with that are, that are really good at sharing the gospel. And, you know, you guys may know Tim Williams. That's right. Uh, that's one of Georgia Baptist evangelist. And man, he's, he's great at doing that. Yes, he is. But man, as I read the page, as I, as I read the pages of scripture, man, that that's what motivates me now. When I look at people like Paul sharing the gospel or Peter, you know, and, and I'm reading about that, man, my eyes just light up and my heart just sets on fire and, and just say, you know, God, it was good then and it, it's good now. You That's know, right. it's That's the right. same word that they were preaching then and it's the same word that we're preaching now. The people that are broken, societies that are lost, that are going through through problems and issues. And so, man, that's what sets my heart on fire. And, and not only me, I try to compel others. Uh, man, look at this. This this is true, man. We we've got the best news in the world right. for people, and so and so, man, just trying to spread that news. And so, just reading the Bible now is one of my biggest inspirations of getting out day by day and sharing the gospel with whoever, whenever. Man, that's awesome. It's it's pretty tremendous what I'm here, and I've asked that question to several guys. I'm amazed mm-hmm. at how many of the guys actually point back to a former pastor. And it does, it just mm-hmm. reminds us of the importance of that role in the local yeah. church, that the pastor really does oh, yeah. have the opportunity to spread this desire to evangelize the lost with the congregation. Yeah. So I'm pumped you said yeah. that. And I also love, I mean, shoot fire, that, the Word of God should be our fuel, right? I mean, the, the Lord said yeah. that's what Absolutely. we're supposed to live by. So yeah, the more we spend time in God's Word, the more motivated we are to obey it and actually live it out. So, man, I appreciate you bringing that up. Hey, I know you're... As a matter of fact... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, we we were out um, at the beginning of this month, November, and uh, we went out with a team to prayer walk, a really, really dangerous area. I mean, it's been shooting over there every other night and and stuff like that. And and we go out and we do a prayer walk, you know, and uh, we get our, our, our strategy down. We pray for repentance before we leave, asking God to cleanse our hearts. And we pray for hearts to be hearts to be healed, and because it's such a dangerous area, we're like, hey, we got to go out in the morning. You know, we're not yeah, going sure. out where everybody That's is right. there. And so we go out at eight o'clock in the morning, and we said, Lord, would you lead us? The first prayer after our teams flew up, we said, Lord, would you lead us to someone that needs to hear the gospel? And man, I will tell you, Levi, when we turn the corner, it's a guy walking down the street at eight o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and we stopped and we talked to Nathaniel, and we said, Nathaniel. You know, how you doing? And he's he's crying. He's like, Man, I'm on drugs, you know, I'm just trying to get out of this life and man, wow. I'm just, you know, I need help. And man, we shared the gospel and he received Jesus Christ that yeah, morning baby. at eight at eight oh five. That <laughs> so, is awesome. And the Lord the Lord primed that pump and so the people were able to see the power of the gospel and the power of prayer all at work together in that one situation. Yeah, in five minutes. 
Yes, in five minutes. That's right. That's in awesome, man. That's right. You pray to eight, yeah. you led him to Jesus at 8.05. That's what I, that's, that's, a, right. that's an evangelism strategy right there, bro. Amen, I love that. brother. Amen. And I, I just want to kind of piggyback on that and and encourage guys. I mean, what, what you just said, Ken, is gold. The reality is if you take some prayer walks in your neighborhoods that surround your church, you might be shocked at how many right. doors the Lord really opens for the gospel to be that's shared. Right. I love that, man. That's phenomenal. Yeah. All right, so listen, I've asked this question. This is kind of a deep question right here, right? So um, if you could go back in time and talk to yourself when you just started ministry, what would you say to yourself that would be of help to you? Mm. You know, I had, to, I had to ponder that question a little while, and um, but I think what I came up to the conclusion was early, earlier in my, in my you know, life of being a Christian, you always go for the quick win, you know, mm-hmm. and the quick win being, you know, somebody accepting Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, you know, and, and we all want to see that. And, uh, and going for, and, and, you know, going for the juggler every time, you yeah, know, you, you want to see, you want to see him come to Jesus. You want to see him baptized. You want to see him walk the aisles at the church. You want to see them and their family sitting in church and you want that so bad. And we should as people and believers. Um, but you know, I had to quiet down a little bit and saying, you know what, man, I'm going to share the gospel with you and I'm going to let the Holy Spirit lead you. Mm. I'm not going to try to press you into making a decision. Mm. I'm not going to try to pry. And I think earlier in my year, just to be, just to be honest and transparent, you know, we want that so bad. We just start, don't you know, aren't you ready to give your life to Christ? Aren't you, you know, mm. and, and we, we are to go out and compel people, but not to the point to where I'm pushing them to try to make a decision that they're not ready for. Mm. And so, and now I am more, I'll say, you know what, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to take my time and I'm going to share the gospel with you. I'm going to spend time with you. I'm not just going to do it on the first time and be done with it. And I'm going to, this is going to happen over multiple days. And man, and you allow the Lord to lead your heart. Now I can tell you the consequences that will happen if you don't, but man, I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to do the, the work in your heart so that when you do, uh, surrender your life to Jesus Christ, man. It's not me. It's the Holy Spirit doing That's it. Right. And so, man, I, I have learned to just kind of share the gospel and step back rather than continue to try to put on a full court press uh, for people to walk out. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And that's something that I would do. Di- that's something that I would do differently. Definitely, and I could kind of, if you were close by, we'll give you a high five because that's that's kind of been my trajectory <laughs> as well. And I think for me, the mental aspect of saying, okay, maybe I need to redefine what the win is. Uh, the win yeah. really is sharing the gospel, right? That's so if right. I share, I, that's what I'm called to do. I, I'm not the one that saves. That's right. So I, I that's would just, right. okay, I'm on, the win is for me sharing. And, I, and I, I hear that's what you're saying as well. And I think that's, that's to, right. to be Absolutely. commended. Yeah, man, I appreciate that big time. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's been a pleasure to have Ken Bevel from Sherwood Baptist Church uh, hanging out with us today. And I know you've been encouraged. Maybe something that Ken has said has kind of sparked something in your own heart of what you might be able to do to lean into sharing the gospel with those who are far from the Lord. So let me remind you as well that we have a resource here at the Georgia Baptist Mission Board simply entitled No Sweat Evangelism. No Sweat Evangelism, you can grab hold of that resource at nosweatevangelism.com. And really all it is is a simple tool or method, however you want to look at it, 
to get into a gospel conversation and share Christ with others. So if you haven't taken a look at that, take some time, check that out, nosweatevangelism.com. And I'm just grateful for Ken being with us today, taking his time and really pouring into not only my life, but all of you who are listening here today. And I've heard so much about Ken, so I'm fired up to have the opportunity just to chat with you a little bit today. And like I said earlier, look forward to meeting you face-to-face one day soon. And grateful for God, uh, or grateful to God, rather, for what he's doing in your life and through your life. And just know we're praying for you, man. Appreciate you being with us today. And let me say thanks to all of our listeners today and remind you uh, that the one who is behind the scenes producing all of this is John Graham, a phenomenal minister of the gospel himself, and grateful to be able to serve alongside him. So hopefully you have a great, great day. Thank you again for tuning in to No Sweat Evangelism. Mm-hmm.